without working those 14 hour days. And I actually think you can probably be more successful because when you, like, I find that when I'm running low on energy, when my cup's empty and I've got nothing left to give because, you know, I also have the two kids. So sometimes I just get really burnt out, not from work, but from my kids. I'm like, I haven't had an adult conversation in what feels like forever. I mean, I'm going crazy, like I'm tired, I'm doing laundry and cooking and I don't know, whatever, like all this stuff. And I get really spread in. Then is the time when writer's block pops up because I don't feel inspired. I don't feel, I don't have the energy and you can't create good content and inspire people out of burnout. You just can't. Welcome to the Happy, Purposeful, and Free Podcast, where we are all about going after our dreams, living aligned with our soul's purpose, and playing all out. I'm your guide, Katrina Lully, life and biz mentor, entrepreneur, mom of four, wife, and big kid at heart. This is where you will get the realest of the real from me and our special guests about living a life with passion, alignment, and what's true for you. We don't do the small talk around here. We are all about being who we are, sharing the tools, tips, all the behind the scenes and inspiring stories that empower you to boldly pursue your life. I will share all the goods on life, business and relationships so that you can start living your happy, purposeful and free. Let's do this thing together. beautiful soul sister. So excited to be sitting down with Virginia De Assis, who is the CEO of Content Lounge and your go-to girl for all things copywriting and building a hustle-free business you love. She will help you find the right words to sell your expertise and create next level income, impact, and freedom in your life. Virginia has been featured as an online marketing expert for big outlets like Boss Babe, Founder, or Yahoo. I love this. After nearly a decade of subscribing to the hustle and grind mentality, Virginia now considers herself a recovered workaholic. She firmly believes in letting your content work for you so that you can focus on your zone of genius, attract clients with ease, and get paid while living your best life. I think so many of us can relate to wanting our content to work for us. So welcome to the show, Virginia. So happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. <laughs> I am so excited as well. Uh, I would love to know if you would share with everybody, because we were just chatting about it. You didn't start out in this space. You started out doing something else. Can you share a little bit about that piece of your story? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, it's 2013. I had two degrees from top business schools um, and a degree from arguably one of the world's best fashion schools. I've done internships. And if I say I recovered workaholic, like I really mean it. I mean, I was 23. I, I had done so many things um, and so much experience. So I thought I'm going to start a women's activewear brand. I'm going to sell online. I'm going to just post to Instagram. It's going to be a freaking home run. It's going to be so easy. I'm a digital native of 
working course. This is going to work out. It's going to be amazing. Um, so I took all my money that I had invested in producing products that were amazing. They were beautiful and much better quality than a lot of the stuff that was on the market. Um, and I didn't sell anything. I didn't sell anything. I posted to Instagram. I did Pinterest. I had Facebook marketing. I had paid ads. I had a beautiful website that I designed myself. My husband was a software engineer at a really large tech company in Silicon Valley. He built the site. It was amazing. And I didn't make any money at all. I didn't sell anything for three entire years. And I was sitting in my bathroom floor <laughs> crying yet another day of 18 hours of work. On the other side of that door were about $100,000 worth of unsold merchandise. And I just really contemplated, like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, I asked my husband, will you still love me if, if this doesn't work out? We're going to be so broke. And it's all my fault. It was miserable and burnt out from all the hustling. And it, it was just the most gut-wrenching feeling. And at that time, I had spent so much money learning all kinds of different strategies. And I was so spread thin. I mean... It was just, yeah, soul crushing to say the least. And <laughs> I think many of us can relate to being <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it was so overwhelming. Pinterest, Facebook, Google ads, SEO, a blog. And I was doing all of that myself. I would dr drive from San Francisco to LA, work nine to five in LA, and then drive right back on all on the same day. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. if the factory needed me in LA then I would get up at 4 a.m drive to six five six hours and work all day and drive back it was insane and eventually I was crying to a friend of mine and he was like checking out my social media page I had 25,000 followers on Instagram and he was like yeah girl I'm not surprised you're not selling anything you're never selling I was like, what What do you mean? I post to Instagram every freaking day. What else can I possibly do? I mean, come on. I'm trying so hard. I'm hustling so hard. He's like, yeah, but you're not selling. You never give people a reason to shop. So I decided to put everything on hold. I didn't post to social media anymore. I didn't work anymore on anything that I was working before. I was just like, you know what? None of this is working. None of this is making money. So I shouldn't be doing any of this this stuff. I was like, okay, so what do you suggest I do? He's like, well, go learn how to write copy and learn how to sell. And so I did. And I planned a different launch. And in three months, I sold out everything that I couldn't sell for three entire years. Because the audience was there. It was just never monetizing the traffic. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. And that's that's how I became a copywriter. Because after that, I was like, oh, oh, snap. You're really good at copywriting. <laughs> Can't believe you only took like, some, what, eight weeks to learn this? I was like, I, I don't know but it worked. Oh so I'm happy. <laughs> and then I, he was like, you know, if you keep investing in like your copywriting skills, I'll be your first client if you wanted to do an agency. And I was just so freaking happy that I didn't have to reproduce clothing and invest all the money that I had made back. And we were ready to move from the US to Europe at that time. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this, I'm going to make a career change because I'm tired of fashion. I'm tired of uh, factory visits. I'm going to give this a try. And suddenly I had an agency and word of mouth clients. And <laughs> isn't it amazing how it works like that? Like we, we have this dream and we have this passion and something we, you know, we want to do or, or something we just decide to do because, you know, we think we can make some money out of it. And out of that comes like this other 
this other thing that you can go do that you find that is simpler, you know, in the bigger scheme of things, it's a, it's a little bit simpler, but it's something you, you can go do and you can just shift and step into that. Yeah. I think it's really important that when you are in a place, if you're not happy 100% with what you're doing right now, and there's nothing else that you can change to pivot, I mean, truth be told, my whole life, I thought I was going to be a fashion designer. I I was pretty sure I was going to work for Chanel one day. And then I met my boyfriend and I was like, you know what? Either I move back to Europe now and start working for these big brands, ridiculous hours, really little salary, or I do stay in the US and I see because I could see myself getting married to this guy. And that's what happened later. We, We got married. We have two kids. Um, and at that point was the first big pivot in my life because my whole life I was like, okay, I'm going to finish business school so I can finally study fashion design. So I can finally be a fashion designer. I was a really good fashion designer. I was really happy doing it, but it no longer fit my life plans at that point. When I was done with my own brand, you can still check it out. It's at Acrovita. Um, <laughs> I kept it as a memory and <laughs> because it's it's a big part of my life and the heart blood and sweat and tears and everything that went into this brand. But it no longer fit how I was envisioning my life. I knew I wanted to be a mom. I knew I didn't want to work 18-hour days. And even if you are employed in the fashion industry, you still work, work ridiculous hours. I mean, I did dresses for the Oscars and for New York Fashion Week. It doesn't matter what it is that you did. After the Fashion Week comes the Oscars. And after Oscars, you've got bridal. And then you've got holiday and you've got resort. You're always working. And I realized I love the job. I love the profession. I don't like this lifestyle. And it didn't fit my life plan. So I was very happy to welcome that change. Mm, I love that you were welcome, you know, willing to welcome that change and see like how Yes, you still love that, but it wasn't going to fit your life plan. And then you, you made this change into becoming a copywriter and doing content, which I have heard uh, it described like as the content monster. You know, it, it really is like the content monster. And, and I know there's many of us out there in the online space who struggle with content. Like that's truly, it's either going to, it's either going to pull you in or it's going to, or it's going to pull, you know, push them away. Yeah. Content is not that hard, to be honest. A lot of the times, it is a lack of clarity. Like if you don't really know what you're doing and what you really want to sell and you don't really know what kind like what your offer is going to like look like, that creates a ton of imposter sy- syndrome. It creates a ton of resistance, not wanting to post because it's so hard to talk about something when you don't feel like you really know what you're talking about. So step number one for content to make content easy is like you just get really clear on who you're serving. What are they scared of? What are they excited about? What what do they really want from you? And what are you really selling, right? You're never just selling a weight loss plan. You're selling, you're selling probably, you're selling confidence, stepping out, stepping, putting on a dress in your favorite store and knowing sure that it's going to fit and it's going to look amazing because you've worked so hard for your dream body and you're feeling good in your skin. That's why you're really selling. You're not just selling a size six or a size eight or whatever. Um, You're not just selling intuitive eating. What you're selling is 
being able to attend a birthday party and feeling freaking amazing having one slice of cake until you're satisfied and happy and not having to to fight the urge to down, I don't know, 17 donuts and I don't know, a bottle of tequila as well, because I don't know, you haven't had treats in so long, right? You're, you're, that's, those are the things that you're really selling. You're selling so much more than just the thing. You're not just selling a drill. You're selling beautiful paintings hung on the wall easily without, I don't know, without destroying your wall or stuff like that, right? So really getting clear on all the aspects that you're in which you're like in which your offer is transforming your life. Yeah. And I, I love how you just described it because it can be, we complicate the crap out of it, but the, to simplify, I think you're saying like, we sell those moments, those moments yeah. in everyday life. When you do stand in front of the mirror and you're looking at yourself and you, your eyes immediately go to the rolls on your stomach, you know? Like what exactly. is the transformation of that? What is the, what is it that we want to be in? Yeah. And in that moment, you know, there's so many different things you could be selling. You could say, I'm standing in front of the mirror and glancing up and down and my, my gaze gets caught on the rolls on my belly. And you know what? I'm feeling freaking amazing about myself because I know what my body is doing for me every day, um, how it's carrying me, how it's supporting me, how you know, I'm healthy and I'm feeling good about myself because I've learned to love myself and eat intuitively. Or you could say, yeah, it gets caught on those walls and yeah, sure, they don't really need to go, but you would feel so much more confident if you could slip on that dress that you used to wear at prom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love that. There- <laughs> that simplifies it. That simplifies it. And like I said, we, we go to work to make it more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah. Really get, I mean, just get real with your audience. What are the consequences of action? What, like, how are you going to feel? What are you, like, what do you experience every day? That, that already is going to make such a huge, huge difference. Start using some adjectives to be specific. Um, A lot of the times people (laughs) write content expecting the reader to know what you mean. I don't know, Mm. from content, uh, context or I don't know, mind reading, maybe, maybe they presume my, my audience has a crystal ball at home. Most of the time, I don't understand what people are talking about when I read their captions and I read them very attentively. That is not your average person standing at the grocery line or scrolling for Instagram while they're sitting on the loo. They're not going to sit and like, think about, I wonder what she meant there. There, she Like, unless you explicitly state what you mean, and the consequences of action or inaction, the consequences of actually going through the transformation or deciding I'm not ready because I don't know, change is really scary. So, okay, well, what does this mean if you keep telling yourself you're not ready? How is your life going to look like a year from now, two years from now, five years from now? How is it going to look like if you don't fix your content? I can tell you because I've been there. If I had never fixed my content in my first business, I would have kept spinning my wheels until I'm so burned out and so tired and so exhausted and so frustrated with my business that I would give up. And that is exactly what happens to so many entrepreneurs. If they don't fix their content, they keep spinning their wheels until they're tired and burned out. But you need to spell that out because if you don't fix your content, you're not successful. That means nothing. Yeah, I think so. I think... Uh, you're you're right on, and I'm assuming that many of your clients come to you because that's exactly where they're at. 
yeah, they hear stuff like, oh my gosh, you're so inspiring. What you're doing is so needed. But when comes the time that you're all like, oh, my, my offer is life. Like you've got one week to enroll. They're like, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm ready. Or maybe right now is not the right time. And I handle these kinds of objections right with my content. I'm like, yeah, you can keep telling yourself you it's not the right time or you're too busy. But I can tell you this much, every single social media post that you don't write is a waste of uh, like that you don't write and don't post because you're unsure and your imposter syndrome is kicking in because you don't really know what you're doing and you're questioning everything. Every single post that you write that doesn't actually sell for you, all of that is a waste of your lifetime. Mm-hmm. All of that is part of spinning your wheels, not getting the results you want. All of that's taking you one step closer to abandoning your dream. That's very tough love. I would probably not be that that blunt in my written content. (laughs) Um, But that is firmly what I believe. That is exactly what I would tell my clients. That is exactly what I would tell my best friend if she had a fashion fashion. That's an example specifically. Like I have friends who have fashion businesses where I told them that exact thing, but I would tell my best friend if she wanted to start an online coaching business, I would tell her too. like first step, learn how to communicate when you're not standing face to face. Mm, that's so important because I think people think when we when we're not that it's the same, that it's not different, that we can communicate the same way in all areas and it's not true. And I I mean I know I can grow in getting more clear in my content and a little more direct. And I would say for you like what you just shared, I think we all need to hear that. You know, <laughs> we need that bluntness. We need that realness. Yeah, but it really comes from a place of like heart and love (laughs) because I know what it's like I know I struggled for three years and I have a ton of grit if I set my heart and my soul on something I want it I will go for it as much as I can and I was on the verge of giving up yeah like that when my friend told me like you need to learn how to sell how to actually sell not just grow an audience but actually get them to like say well if you love it right now is the chance to actually whip out your credit card and they say yes i do and <laughs> that's it you have that relationship with your clients um that was my last attempt at that business and i was really really lucky that his advice came at the time that it did because i do have many many friends who ended up abandoning their dreams and their businesses which they had great phenomenal products but it's not about the product cuz if only the best products would survive, how could McDonald's be a million dollar, billion dollar business? Right. That's so true. It is about positioning your offer to be the perfect solution for a specific type of person. If it's 3 a.m. and you're just getting out of the airport and nothing else is open and you just want to satisfy your hunger within the next five minutes because you're ravenous, McDonald's is your place to go. Yep. Yeah. Nothing else is open. Nothing else sells warm food. Why not go to... That's right. Oh, my gosh. You've got starving kids in the back of your car because you've been stuck in a traffic jam and it's, like, already getting pretty late and you still have to go to your hotel. I don't know. You in Germany, McDonald's is pretty much just for, like, traveling. (laughs) But then McDonald's is the place to go. You want a kid's birthday party where they can destroy the place and it doesn't matter how dirty and messy and stuff it gets and where there's like plastic toys where it's wipe offable and it's not your problem you go for a birthday party at mcdonald's yeah oh that is so so good like 
I love that. I know some people are getting so much out of this already. And I'm curious, I want to shift just a little bit because I was just reminded of, of a part of that being, you came from the fashion world, you, you shifted into this space and you're very much about not hustling and grinding and that you can build a six figure business with not having to spend 14 hours a day in, in front of the computer. Was that, was that an easy shift for you? And how did you begin to shift in, into that mindset when you did? And, and what does that look like? That's a, bi- that's a big question, but just tell us all the things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so first, number step number one was I didn't really have a choice but to cut down my work time because I really had difficult pregnancies where my husband came home one day. He's like, did you leave the bed? I'm like, sure, I did. I went to the bathroom. He's like, did you eat anything? I'm like, no, I was too tired. He was like, girl, you need to get out of the bed. The cat is getting jealous because you're sleeping more than her. <laughs> <laughs> if you're sleeping 18, 19 hours a day, I had to take some medication. Um, <laughs> and it just made me so damn tired. I couldn't keep my eyes open open for any any longer time so my minimal effort was all I have to do is survive Instagram stories and my coaching call like coaching my clients that's all like that was the only requirement the minimum effort the one percent per day that I was like even if I'm feeling like crap that is the one percent that I will not sacrifice so doing on Instagram putting something on Instagram stories so people know I'm like here and alive and business is open right it's like that flashy red flashy sign at your favorite deli being like open um and yeah I mean my entire first year in business so I hit six figures in the first 12 months I had a total of 65 Instagram posts I think People mostly read one post. It intrigues them so much that they start binging. They read a couple of posts and then they DM me and they're like, so I read this post. I have a question and how can I work with you? <laughs> it's usually how it goes. And you can, I can often foresee who's coming because they start liking like six, seven posts at once. Yeah. And then typically shortly after they'll like reach out. Um, so that's that's usually pretty pretty funny or pretty cool. But yeah, so I didn't have more mental space than that because I was simply pregnant most of the time and sleeping most of the time. After that, I went on a two-month, three-month maternity leave um, where I had pretty much the same, like I didn't post for I think a month or six weeks or something like that. Um, And then after six to eight weeks, I started at least Instagram stories and then I had an official launch, I think three-month postpartum. Um, where I was like, okay, well, now I'm ready for a full cohort of my my group coaching program again. Um, yeah, and there's really not that much. I mean, I have my group, I have my, now I have more offers because I'm in the second year of coaching. Um, I put down all my copywriting clients, like done for you. I don't do that anymore. Um, with a few exceptions, maybe now I'm starting to pick some stuff back up. Um, but yeah, there's not that much that you need to do. Everything works. If you want to do Facebook ads, they still work. If you want to do a Facebook group, it still works. If you want to do 
Instagram, it still works. Just don't pick all the channels at the same time. You'll spread yourself thin and make sure that every single post, I mean, I posted once per week and towards the end, I finally got myself up to post twice a week. Um, I love that you just shared that because I think people are, there's so much noise out there and there's so much information. You got to show up every day. You got to be there every day. And no, you don't. You don't have to. You don't have yeah. to. And like, let's be real. How long does it take you, even if copywriting is not your forte, right? How long does it really take you to write one really, really good Instagram post? Okay. Typically an hour, hour and a half. If you have no experience, I have methods to speed things up. For example, I have an online course called Addictive Caption Blueprint. And then typically after people went through that and they understand like, okay, well, this is the structure. I just have to fill in the blanks. This is where I talk about emotions or like, I just need to have all the pieces in there. It speeds it up and they typically can do a post, I don't know, in 15, 20 minutes, right? Okay, you're posting once per week, let's say twice per week to be generous, right? Okay, that's two hours of work. What else is there to do? Instagram stories. Okay, let's say that's 30. Let's let's make it 60 minutes because you're going crazy on the caption, right? Okay, so that's that's what? Six hours per week and one hour to write your post, two hours to write your posts. Okay, so that's eight hours per week. Where do you get the other 32 hours in? You've got a couple of clients. Let's say you have four or five one-on-one clients, right? Then you're already at 10K a month, right? You're already 120K in sales. Four to five one-on-one clients. What what does it take? An hour call per week? Okay, great. You're at 15, 18 hours work time. How do you fill the last 22 hours? That is all you're second guessing. That is all you're spinning wheels. That is not time that you should be working or need to work. Mm-hmm. Agree. I agree so much. And I love that you're sharing this message because I am seeing it all over the place. And this is why I help the clients that I do. I'm like, we don't have to be doing, we don't need to be spinning our wheels. We don't (laughs) to be successful. We don't need to be spinning our wheels. We don't need to be stretched. We don't need to be pulled in all the different directions. That's not what we're meant here to do. You can be as successful as the next without working those 14 hour days. And I actually think you can probably be more successful because when you, like, I find that when I'm running low on energy, when my cup's empty and I've got nothing left to give because, you know, I also have the two kids. So sometimes I just get really burnt out, not from work, but from my kids. I'm like, I haven't had an adult conversation in what feels like forever. I mean, I'm going crazy. Like, I'm tired. i doing laundry and cooking and I don't know, whatever, like all this stuff. And I get really spread thin. Then is a time when writer's block pops up because I don't feel inspired. I don't feel, I don't have the energy and you can't create good content and inspire people out of burnout. You just can't. No, It's not possible. And in those cases, I'll actually take a week off Instagram or a couple of days. I'll go to the lake with my family. I just did that. Um, and I recharged my batteries. And with the first post I shared, I had someone reach out and I don't actually do sales calls either because I would much rather help you build your business on a paid call than spend an hour convincing anyone to work with me. If you, I trust my clients, my dream clients that when they come into my world, they either already know that they want it, which if they reach out, they usually know that they want it and that their soul and is craving it, right? Yeah. 
or they don't. And if they are not ready or they don't really want to work with me, why spend that hour convincing someone? It just doesn't make any sense. And for me, I sign on even my highest level container, um, my one-on-one clients, they don't need a sales call. They have five questions. We send five voice messages forth and back, or I don't know. Um, And then usually they're like, okay, I'm ready to roll. Like I want to schedule the first call. And I'm like, great, here's the link to register. You can submit your payment. As soon as you do, you have access to all of my materials, all of my resources, and you get an email with the link to, to schedule your first call and connect with me on Voxer and you're good to go. And then sometimes I get the question, okay, that's cool. What's Voxer? And right. I'm like, oh, it's a really cool tool to like communicate. And they're like, okay, cool. Send me the link. I'm, I'm ready to go. And that's like a, a five-figure investment, multiple five-figure investment. And, and they, don't need, they don't need a sales call. Yeah. They don't. But it does take trust. And like, you need to trust yourself that one, you, like you need to have the confidence and you need to trust your audience that they'll actually take action. Because if you have that kind of conversation and you're like, but no one spends, I don't know, 20K without a sales call, then yeah, no one's going to do that. But if you are the type of person who invests like that, why shouldn't other people be? That's so true. It's such a good point. I, 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 like, I just learned so much gold right there myself <laughs> in that trusting your audience and, and, you know, we truly get to do this our way, whatever is going to fit best for us and what that person is that we want to serve. And so I love that you just shared all of that because we can, we, you know, we start listening to everybody else and there's a lot of talk about sales calls and, you know, do it this way, do it that way. And finding what works best for us is so key and so important. And that energy to match and show up really about that energy we're bringing. It really is. Nothing is more magnetic than feeling confident in yourself, knowing with certainty, this is what I'm selling. This is what I can help you with. This is what I don't do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you, and I find that you don't need sales scripts. You don't, you really don't. You don't need a DM script. You don't need a sales call script. If you can just clearly state, this is what I do. This is what your life's going to be like after, after working with me. This is what your life's going to be like. If you, if, if you keep telling yourself you're not ready or I don't know, um, then you don't need a script because everything is so clear already. They don't have questions. And my one-on-one services, for example, like I don't have a sales page. I only have a checkout link. They don't, I don't even have highlights on my profile around my one-on-one services because like, I know that the people that join my one-on-one services, like they don't need all this stuff. They, they read it. They understand what, what the transformation is. They want it and they trust themselves and they trust me. And that's really what sales comes down to, right? Because every time you buy something, every time you invest, you have to trust not just the other person that they deliver. And and I think it's insanely important that you always over-deliver, under-promise and over-deliver. Yeah, thousand percent. But you have to trust yourself. Otherwise, your fear of investment is a sign that you don't trust yourself to live up to to the transformation, that you won't show up for yourself. Mm. So good. If you get nothing else out of this episode, that right there is worth everything. That gold right there is worth everything. So, And the fear never goes away. I recently yeah. invested in my health coach um, and she helps you thrive and beat the chaos of mom life and create healthy habits and not feel resentful if, I don't know, you really wanted to work 
you had three hours to schedule in your work time and those three hours or the, the time I don't know where the cat's vomiting and the kids falling off the table and the kids <laughs> mayhem and you're like god damn it I already just need three hours and I can't even have that and then I feel really resentful and I just invested in her and holy freaking poopadoodle I had so much fear coming up. All these excuses in my business, no problem. Like some, like a business coach, uh, I don't know, a podcast mentor. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm like, yeah, sure. Here's my money. Let's go. Yeah. For myself, learning to listen to my needs, learning to create healthy habits. I was so scared because I wasn't trusting that I would actually show up for it. Because I already struggled to journal every day. I'm like, if you can't even journal every day, how are you going to drink your water every day? That right there is so important. And I find that, I mean, that's why, I, why I'm doing what I'm doing. I find that there's a lot of successful people in that space, but when it comes to trusting ourselves in all other areas, and this could apply to anything, you could be really confident in one area and not have so much fear. I mean, the fear is always going to be there as we level up. But then in these other areas of my life, you know, whether it's your business or, you know, taking care of yourself, taking care of your health, you know, um, all of those things, like it just, it, it's going to show up and really leaning into that is so beautiful. Yeah, I think the difference between people who have leveled up and who are on the levels higher than you, whether that is your healthy habits or your business or whatever those are the people that really lean into the fear. And the more scared you are, the more desperate you are for disinvestment. A thousand percent. So much, so much good goodness. I loved this conversation. Love this conversation so much. Is there anything else on your heart you want to share before we go? Oh my gosh, I'm an extrovert. I can talk all day. <laughs> I love it. Especially about that. I would coach people for free because I just love it so much. <laughs> yeah, same, same. I do do that. And it's like, okay, yes. Oh my gosh, let's go, sister. You are, you've got it in you. You're worth so much more. Let's go. Yeah, a professional cheerleader on the side. <laughs> I know. I've always said like, how can I make this a business? Because I'm a damn good cheerleader for other people, <laughs> you know? So Yes, and we need more cheerleaders. We need more women supporting women. We need, uh, yes, more women making a ton of money, filling their heart's desires and like not putting them in a place where it's like, oh, well, what are you going to do career or your kids or your, your, oh, you have a business? Are you going to put it on hold? Are you going to sell it when you have children? Like, why should I choose? I want everything in my life. My life has plenty of space for everything I desire and I'm going to build my life according to those standards. Amazing. You're amazing. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for coming and sharing your light with uh, this audience and being who you are and showing up the way that you are. I just keep doing that. And I love how you are sharing so passionately and very much in line with, you know, things that we talk about here on the Happy Purposeful and Free podcast. Uh, where can everybody find you? Oh, yeah. Um, so you can find me at Virginia on Insta, on Instagram. That's definitely my preferred place. Um, <laughs> you can also find my website, www.contentlounge.co. So there's no M, okay? Um, contentlounge.co. Um, and I do have a couple of freebies um, on there as well. So if you ever needed help grabbing people's attention the first step online is always 
to beat the cat videos and the viral reels and stuff, right? Getting people's attention. (laughs) I do have a free lesson from one of my programs on there about how to write headlines, because if your headline isn't very good, like gluten-free, vegan, dairy-free pizza crust, your recipe, you're like, okay, yeah, you've taken everything out of pizza. That's delicious. Like that's not a good headline, but something like the absolute best pizza recipe that doesn't make you feel bloated and has you like wearing crop tops all night long and feeling good and amazing. I don't know, making this up. <laughs> I love <laughs> that's it. A good, that's a headline where you're like, oh, really? Like, pizza yeah, I want that. Pizza. Me, I want that. <laughs> right. So, if you if you needed help with your headlines, because that's one of the most integral parts of any piece of content, any email, that's your subject line, any Instagram caption, that's your first two lines before someone has to click read more, right? Same thing with LinkedIn. So there's also a freebie about like how to write scroll-stopping headlines. <laughs> I love it. Thank you again so, so much for being a part of this podcast. And I cannot wait to see all that you keep doing. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. much for listening and if you loved this episode and know of someone else who has a powerful story and are doing big things please pass them on to me it would mean the world to me if you helped me get this message out to as many listeners as I can so please if you liked what you heard it goes a long way to take 60 seconds leave me a five-star review and share this episode with a girlfriend Don't forget to tag me on social media. And if that's not your thing, shoot me a DM because I would like to personally thank you for doing so. We are not meant to do this life alone. And I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time.